thank you for downloading the Cast Iron Theatre podcast. I'm Michelle Donkin. And I'm Andrew Allen. Today we have got for you Threads, presented by Chelsea Newton Mountie. This is a co-production between Cast Iron and Pop Heart Productions. And the podcast accompanies the Brighton Fringe show, Threads, which Pop Heart Productions are producing. And we're delighted that this podcast is now part of the Cast Iron podcast family. Hello and welcome to the Threads podcast. My name is Chelsea and throughout this series I will be interviewing people about their clothes. We will be talking all things personal style, what makes us tick in terms of our outfit choices and how perhaps we can get way more joy out of what we're wearing. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Threads podcast. I am here with the lovely Harriet. Harriet, I've forgotten your second name. What's your second name? Uh, my second name is Lansdowne Noe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> In case we all want to spell it. <laughs> cool. So Harriet and me, we don't know each other very well. We've met no. through a mutual friend and I've always just kind of stared at her loads because she has she always has really amazing clothes on. Yes, I've definitely creeped on your fashion on Instagram quite <laughs> a few times. Well, I just stare at you in real life. <laughs> Which um, is creepier? Oh, Mm. I mean they're both creepy but in different ways yes it's very true (laughs) Um. actually I was writing earlier and I was trying to write um, about ways of not giving a shit in terms of like what you're wearing I was trying to write kind of things that you could say in your head to combat that and one of them was um, if someone's like glaring or staring at you that maybe they're just really admiring it but they they have a resting (laughs) bitches that is very true yeah especially children like, I get, oh yeah, well, I get that would be face. I get looked at a lot by children, and I'm always like, "Do you like it? Do you not like it?" <laughs> I had this child out. The, one of the best things the child ever said to me. I was on the phone, and at the time, I had this like, like massive clamshell phone case. Okay. Like if Brilliant. you if you were to spread out your hand as wide as you can, like it was bigger than that and bright pink. Yeah. Made. Yeah. So I was like in the shop chatting away. La, la, la. And then I got off the phone, and this little girl was staring at me, and she was like, You're a mermaid. And I was like, Thank you. <laughs> that is the best compliment ever. I was like, That little kid thinks I'm like a mystical creature, like shopping in Hove. That's really charming. <laughs> <laughs> All the questions of like, How did she get out of the sea? Where's her tail? <laughs> I just like left it on the phone. <laughs> the pier. So that leads me to, how would you describe your style apart from Mystical Mermaid? <laughs> okay, oh, how would I describe my style? i say it's a mixture of, like, novelty. Oh, that's a good word. Um, and maybe, like, oh, I want to say, like, novelty slut, but that sounds like a really bad Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or like how they want to market it to women, so they've got to make it slutty. Um, <laughs> um, no, so I think yeah, novelty um, and uh, I think novelty slut is possibly the best term that anyone's ever said. I think it might be novelty slut because like I'm trying to because I also I really you mean like in a trashy way, like sometimes mm. in a trashy way and sometimes in a like I I want to look bangable because I am. Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite nice to like 
sometimes non-verbally communicate that with the world. 100%. <laughs> I'm here and I look fucking great. <laughs> Come and say hi so I can sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting what you say about like um, non-verbal communication because I really feel like, you know, clothes have such power to... They do have power to communicate something, whether that like aligns you with like a tribe or a subculture mm. or like you say whether that's being like hey I'm sexy and I'm here <laughs> like peacocking or like baboonning all these wonderful like animal terms ooh peacocking I love that word so good do you ever find that you get attention from what you're wearing that you wish you weren't like negative in um, terms of what you say about the kind of like the sexy element of it not very often and I think that's because of my body type I think I think if I was more um, I think if I had a more like sort of fame I think because I basically like I'm quite a sturdy figure mm. I'm broad and I'm curvy and I think like I'm as much femme as I am butch right. so I think I when I was younger, I probably got more unwanted attention, but I feel like I give more of a, like, you you fucking try it, mate. Yeah. Vibe now. Yeah. In my physique and, like, my manner. I think more what I find I get is more from people just thinking maybe my outfit's just a bit shit. <laughs> like... What, I'm making, like, shitty comments. Or, like... About unnecessary stuff. Yeah, or just kind of, like, they just don't get it that it's, like... It's not to be taken that seriously. Yeah. And, um, like, it's just a bit of fun. Mm. Um, and, and also, it's not a, an attack. Like, the way I dress, I'm not saying, like, the way that you dress is boring or, um, like, plain or, like, safe. Yeah. I'm just that's enjoying such, what I wear. Totally. And that's such a good point about the whole, like like the playful element and the humour that clothing can bring because you can't like I've got stuff that I'm like ha 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 that's fucking ridiculous ha 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 I'm yeah. so gonna wear that ha 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 and, I, and for me that makes me feel really happy and like you say for some people that almost like you say it's like an, an attack like you're, because you're you're finding that joy in it that yeah. maybe someone else gets a different kind of joy that you're going your, your joy is not as good or something like that I think it's also a bit of like a power like it can be seen as like a power move because it's like you it looks like you're like I give so little fucks about how I look I'm comfortable wearing this outfit just you try I think it has that sort of like brazen um like come and have a go if you think you're hard enough yeah and I think more so on women than men I think men can play with clothes in a different way but I think that's also just because, like, your, like, stereotypical, quote-unquote, like, male masculine outfit is, like, trousers and a top. Mm. So for them to be, like, out there an alternative... They, they can only tweak... They can tweak something very small. And exactly. Yeah. And they're already like, oh, my God, they're so cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> How did they do it? And you're, and you're over there with, like, a flamingo on your head. <laughs> and they're like, God, must have gone to art college. And you're like, can't cut a brain. Um, I'm finding at the moment because I've got blonde hair at the moment mm. and I have done for nearly a year but the last like month I'm getting lots of like what I describe as negative male attention yes and I don't I mean 
I'm not adverse to a really short skirt, but like it's not even when I've got that kind of thing on. It's you know, it's winter at the moment. I'll be wearing like a really big coat and trousers with thermals underneath, and That's getting hot. like weird, <laughs> literally, um, so <laughs> and getting really like not the kind of male attention that you want, um, and finding it really uncomfortable and thinking. Then it's leaving me feeling like, oh shit, I'm a really crap feminist because I wish I'd dealt with that in a kind of maybe more educational or aggressive way and yeah. not just being passive just to get out of the situation. Yeah, but that's fucking exhausting. Oh god, I'm so sick of it. Like, I've had like one or two episodes of it a week and I keep going to my mum, like, am I giving off some weird vibes? Like, I don't know, I don't think so. Like, but. It might, it might be the blonde makes you more approachable. I don't know. Um. Yeah, or maybe there's something about Bleach Blonde that says, hey, I'm here. I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe somewhere Maybe from these, like, catcaller statistics, they have, like, they've had, like, a 60%. No, that's ridiculous. They've had, a, like, an 8% success rate with blonde hair and, like, a 5% success rate with brunettes. That's because blondes have one voice. <laughs> Yeah, it's very frustrating. If anyone's got any advice for dealing with negative male attention, please let me know. And also, I'm not saying that like, honey, I'm getting male attention. I don't mean it like that. Like, you know, there's what, times when you're feeling shit like, about yourself and that might be nice, but... Is there, like, a way we can encourage a nice form of catcalling? Because I, I also compliment strangers. Oh, that's fine. I'm all up for that. I do that all the time. People but, look uncomfortable. Okay. I know, but like... I'm like, I love your jacket! <laughs> I love I love complimenting people because you never know what's going to happen and also like like a compliment like it's always yeah nice yeah um on okay slightly sidetracked but I complimented this lady once um when I was like coming out of Brighton Station mm. and she was wearing this like uh, soft yellow coat which has like a mint green fur trim Ooh. that was so beautiful was it like a shrimp's one. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a shrimp's one. Okay. It was like just above the knee, and then she had like a dress underneath that matched. You know when it was like that oh, wonderful coordinated, coordinated. Cream. Like she had a lovely handbag, and she had these like, um, like opaque white tights with like pretty shoes. I can't remember what, exactly what they were, but they, everything just went, and she looked great. And I was like, excuse me, I just want to say you look absolutely fabulous. Mm. And then she was like, oh, thank you so much. And then she just kept going, and she told me that her husband had died the year before, mm. and they had bought tickets to go to the theatre in London and this was like the last thing that they had to like planned together and she was going to go and like spend the day up there and she'd like worn this outfit for it and made a big thing of it and I was like I never would have like known that I mean also maybe that's a bit like oh I'm so glad her misery has like made like a lovely anecdote for me to tell on a podcast how nice but it was like really no that's just like really nice human interaction yeah it was great and she looked she did look amazing and I also quite liked that she thought about it Mm. and made like an event of it Mm. and I think you can like you can dictate like the tone of an evening by what you wear and she was completely doing that with her outfit yeah fucking power dress yeah yes she was so cool oh that's a nice story but that's so I'm wondering with your like like, how do we encourage men to, like, catcall, but in a way that is feminist? Because I also want... Like, sometimes I see people and I want to catcall. 
But I'm like, how do I do it? Sometimes I want to compliment and sometimes I'm like, I just want to tell you I think you're sexy. But I don't want you to feel like you're being intimidated. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, so this this was a few weeks ago. I was wearing this really great pair of orange jeans. And I was walking up up a street and I passed a guy and he said, really like your jeans? And I was like, thanks, love, and kept walking. And he followed it up with, nicer ass though. And I was like, ruined you, it. You just, yeah, you just ruined it. Like, you could have left it <laughs> with the nice jeans. I'd be like, oh, he's like a nice man. Give me a compound about my trousers. <laughs> and like, that's just like, oh, God, you were halfway. <laughs> so close to being a decent man. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of thing, you know, you just ignore, don't you? And walk quicker. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, but uphill as well. <laughs> so annoying because you know, like the further you're going, the more eyeline your ass is going to. I know. Just can't get away from it. <sighs> right, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> if anyone has the answers, please let us know. <laughs> so, who inspires? Don't be sorry. <laughs> who inspires your dress, if anyone? Um. I think, I definitely was inspired when I was younger by a few people. Mm. I lived with this one girl called Juliet. Um, she sells like vintage clothes now, but at the time she was studying English. And she like kind of introduced me into like character dressing. Okay. Um, one day at breakfast, she was wearing this like amazing long white floaty thing with like a ruff and lace. Just at breakfast? Just at breakfast. Oh, I, think it, I think it was like, the outfit was to go into the rest of the okay. day, but I met, met it at breakfast. And I was just like, you look amazing. Like, what's what's going on? And she's like, I just woke up and I wanted to be a choir boy. A Victorian choir boy. Just <laughs> how I dressed. And I was like, that's... What? Yeah. I didn't quite understand. And then, like, other times I'd ask her about her outfits and they would always have, like, a really strong theme. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it meant that, like you just experiment a bit more mm. with like what would this character wear what is this character that I want to be like what do they, what would they do and how would they dress and then you end up putting like bizarre things together yeah but then you also like you get a bit of confidence because you're like I mean I am wearing it but I'm actually I don't know like a Victorian choir boy today yeah and then you just play in that sort of realm I so get that like I used to do that all the time yeah. I had like do you different any of eras your... or like I'd, I'd mix like just it would be so whimsical and I'd be like I'm gonna do yeah. 30s slash 90s today and those mm-hmm. things go together perfectly in my mind or I had a whole like three months where I was David Bowie about brilliant. him brilliant um or like when I was 16 um I never had to wear a school uniform and uh, so when really? I was 16, well, I was home educated for quite a while and then yeah. I went into it, education, but still don't have to wear a uniform. So I, for like a year, like kind of dressed a little bit like a sexy schoolgirl, um, but in a kind of like preppy, in my head, it was like very um, American preppy, but it probably just looked like sexy. <laughs> did you ever, like, did you ever covet people who had to wear a uniform? Oh, no. It was more just like, I like that. It was more like, like you say, it's playing. Yeah, yeah. Playing with that look. And, like, that concept of that look means... It's not just, you know, like, a, a skirt and a shirt. It's, like, you could have a cardigan. You can swap it out for, like, different yeah. kinds of plaid. Or, like, maybe it's a blazer. Or maybe it's not a blazer. Or maybe it's something else. Like, what kind of tie? It's, like, yeah. you know, within that, there'd be loads of things. Mm. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I had like a really strict school uniform. Did you? Growing up. And I think, first of all, I found it very relaxing. It, like, I got dressed so quickly. Yeah. It was just so easy. But even within that, like, so there was like 120 girls in my year. You could still tell a lot because you could wear your own shoes and your own jewellery and your hair how you wanted and your bag. So that's still quite flexible then? Yeah, mm. still quite flexible. Um, but, you know, you would just get certain tells. Like, the, like, indie girls would all be wearing Dot Martin yeah. and Mary Janes. And the more sort of <clears throat> preppy girls would wear, like, kitten heels and would have, like, those really horrible... No offence to anyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tiffany Charm bracelets. I re- uh, do you know what? Even though I have described my fashion as novelty, I absolutely detest Charm bracelets with a passion. <laughs> We've all got a thing. I... <laughs> They, I just, I just fucking hate it. But I have, I have been given a charm bracelet before, which I was very polite and held on to five, for five years before I sold it. And then <laughs> my sister has a charm bracelet, and I bought her charm. Or have I bought a charm? No, I don't think I wanted to. I thought I could bring myself to it. Oh, principle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but even, even though all the. Um, even though we're in a strict school uniform, all you could there was you could tell things about people. I love that though. I love those like little tiny clues, especially because sometimes I work with teenagers and like you say about the indie girls will wear certain things and like mm-hmm. and I love seeing those little clues like with the jewelry or what kind of makeup or how they've got that. I just love that. All I think those it's little so details. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, there was a definite like tribe of girls in my year who had like. Like they would all have their ear pierced, but like you weren't allowed that, so their hair would all be styled like over it. So they did so that weird. Do you remember when everyone had like their parting like right next to their ear? Yes, almost like emo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And like, if you were emo, the fringe was forward. And yeah. If you were preppy, the fringe was up. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's great. And just concealer as foundation. Oh, heaven. Oh yeah. Bloody works though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still go through phases of that now where I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna use shit to concealer. <laughs> we, but we did sometimes have wear what you want days, and that was very interesting. Yeah. Because you were basically like, because I went to a private school, but it was a private day school in the middle of Edinburgh, and um, you had quite a like a difference in like taste and wealth. So some girls would come in like designer shit and like care a lot and other girls would just like Oh that was also another another thing. No one wore a skirt or a dress. Really? Apart from this one girl. Was that because it was cold? No, because it was like a weird sort of like I think like a because we had to wear kilts all the time. Right, yeah, like fuck it, we're in trousers. We're like finally get to wear trousers. And then also I think it was, you know, early noughties time. So I think there was a bit of like we didn't call it at the time, but like a femme rejection. And you wanted to be like, I don't know. You, you wanted, yeah, you more wanted like tight trousers and like a, one of those tops which had like sparkles down the front. Yeah. Or a punky fish top. Yeah. Ooh. Which are really trendy at the moment. That kind of early 2000s look. I just went in Urban Outfitters and it's like everything that I wished I'd owned when I was like 13. And I'm, I'm, I still wish I owned it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Oh, so many things. It's funny how fashion just circles. Yeah, cyclical, 100%. Yeah, it's cool. I like it when, um, I think it's like the the teddy boys 
who were like the first, one of the first groups of people, Teddy Boys and Girls, sorry, shout out. Yeah. Um, they were like the first group of teenagers to have disposable income yeah. after World War Two, And they harked back to like the jackets they wore, the length was, was Edwardian. Because for them, that was like really cool and chic that they were like working class, but wearing these like... It was kind of fingers up to upper classes, like we're yeah. going to take your clothes, bitches. Exactly. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. And mm. then that, that then went, oh, what are they called? The mods. And then it became mod after it, which again was like working class people wearing like real well-tailored things, mm. haircuts like done beautifully. I love all that stuff. Me too. So. I feel like we need to have our our own separate evening of talking about fashion and history of the last century. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, anyway. (laughs) I know, I just, it makes makes me happy, like, because I don't feel like I follow fashion. Mm. I like style. Yeah. And it makes me happy knowing, like, what is available now. It's so much more colourful and everything because we're, we're looking at, like, well, for starters, like everything, well, everything's a bit cheaper, but that does make that raises new problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, it is hard being ethical about it, but I do like that there's just more choice. Yeah, I feel like there's so much more choice. Going back to what you were saying about um, uh, the early two thousands and that rejection of femininity, yeah. I feel like our generation was quite lucky in some ways. With the thing of, obviously, uh, in the mid-90s, we had girl power and all that Spice Girls stuff, which kind of led into a little bit Ladette culture. Yeah. So by the time we were young teenagers, we were very much allowed, it was very normal for us to not have to dress in any way kind of feminine. Mm. I don't know, I grew up in a really rural place, and even there that was still kind of fine. Mm. That didn't really raise any questions. I mean, I had really short hair, so I used to get abuse for that. But the clothing-wise, you, you know, you didn't, you could dress in a relatively non-femme way, I guess. Mm. I think, like, it's tricky, because I, I'm not sure, because I think, like, sort of they felt like there was a rejection of like very feminine things but then also you had people like Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton yeah that's true who were like very very feminine but they were also fucking badass like yes. in their, in their, do you know what I mean like they they, they didn't give a shit they didn't give a shit they and were they incredibly confident yeah they didn't need validation from anybody that also comes from the fact that they were white and very well off yeah and that is a very privileged position. Pri- yeah, privileged position. But, like, I think what you say... And also, like, I really remember Chav, like, the Chav yep. aesthetic. Yeah, me too. And that sort of, like, very brutal... Actually, maybe it's more of the fact that it's, like, more of a brutal fem- femininity. So it's just a bit, like, harsher. Mm. Like, there wasn't a lot of nuance. It was basically, like, tits out or in. Got it was, like, mm. So it was, like, you either wear T-shirts or you wear something slashed. It wasn't like you couldn't wear a t-shirt and be sexy. Mm. It was more like a hundred push-up bras or and like a thong on show. Oh, the thong on show! Yeah, the <sighs> bumsters, Alexander so McQueen, and all that stuff. Yeah, I think maybe that was more. But then I don't know. Maybe I'm like 
don't know, maybe I'm just like mis... I don't know if I'm mis- misremembering. Well, no, I mean, everyone's got, like, their own um, idea of what their, like, teenage time was like. And I think um, a, someone said to me the other day that as an adult, people tend to dress in the way that they wanted to when they were kind of a child, young teenager, but kind of couldn't access. Yeah. Which is a really interesting point. Um, I think that's true. <laughs> I like... I loved, I wanted to buy so many clothes that I just couldn't afford. Yeah. And then now I've got, mo- like, money. I'm not, like, super well off. Yeah. I'm nice. I'm like, oh, my God. All over here. <laughs> but We're I'm, currently sat on a stack of notes. <laughs> <laughs> By candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, like, because I, I can buy what I want now. I'm just kind of like... And, uh, and it's, yeah, I think... I think also, you know, it's, oh, it's a funny one, because I think, I think I experiment and I'm a lot more, like, freer with clothes than I probably was, mm. but I think if you maybe just look at pictures from how I dress now and how I dressed back when I was, like, a teenager, you might say that my teenager was maybe a bit more fashionable than now. I'm not saying I was fashionable. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying um, my teenager self was probably a bit more fashionable than what I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, fashionable is different from stylish. Oh yeah. And I was not stylish at all. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you think you found like the style that you have now? Um, slowly, mm-hmm. very slowly. Um, every single charity shop. What item has been in your wardrobe the longest? Because some people they're really like clear out every like a few months don't have anything that they've had that long oh no mine's mine's like a real collection of stuff that is like a couple of days to a week old to like years old yeah mine's starting to go back but i've got stuff i've had for 13 years that's cool which shows my age (laughs) (laughs) i actually i had a nice moment Last year, my parents moved house from our, like, family house to basically the house they're planning to, like, die in, which is very sweet. And they, um, they were like, you've got to clear through your room. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then when I was cleaning through my room, I remembered I'd hidden things in the attic many, many, many years ago. So I went into the attic and I found this box of clothes from, like, 2007. (sighs) It was fucking great. That sounds brilliant. And half of them I'd hid because I wanted to not wear them and to find them again. And half of them I'd hid because I thought my mum had awful taste. And I was like, why did you give me these horrible clothes? And I was like, if she just doesn't see them in, in rotation, she'll stop bugging me about them. Because you know how much you'd be like, where's that top? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if she doesn't see it, she'll forget. And also, I had the luxury of being one of four daughters. So, like, there's so many clothes. Sounds, yeah, that is a luxury. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I can just hide. It's be fine. And one of these tops, at the time, I thought was absolutely hideous. It was this pink, yellow and orange, like, um, what's it called? Like that ink printing, you know, when it's all swirly. What, like marbled? Marbled, yeah. So it was like marbled net. And my mum had sewn on a bead trim on the bottom, this dangly bead trim. At the time, I was like, Mum, you have no taste. Why would you even, why would you do this to me? How could you? I only like wearing tractive bottoms and Nike tops. You're disgusting. (laughs) And now I found it and I wear it a lot and I've worn it on dates, which I think is hilarious because I've got it as a child and now I'm like, please 
see me in a sexual way. That's brilliant, though. And yeah, mum. Well done. <laughs> I think it's one of the oddest things, apart from pants, which I really need to sort out. You know, do you ever look at your underwear and you're like, you've been here a while? Yes, where you go, or you're holding on because they're period pants, and then it gets to the yeah. point where you're like, you're so gross that I don't think I should even keep these period pants because yes. you're making me feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm at that point with a few pairs now, and I did think that earlier when I was in mm-hmm. town. I had a nice moment of taking a pair of pants from being comfy to then into being like, you you are period pants now. And uh, this week I had a pair of knickers have their like virgin voyage <laughs> as a period pant. It went very well. They did an excellent job. I would definitely be having my period in them again. Well done. <laughs> and what you're saying about your mum and that thing of like when you're younger and you're like, oh, my mum's so embarrassing. It's just terrible. But like at the moment I find myself buying stuff that I know that my mum would have worn like 20 years ago when I was growing up and it's so Mm. weird how like in a way that also maybe it's like reminds you of home and it's like comforting Mm. but also it's something that you've seen a long time ago so maybe something in your brain that's like oh yeah that it's also like your body will not be that far different from your mum's yeah so like I've got a dress from my granny um, my mum's mum and we're very similar body shape and even like photos of us from the same. So I don't look a huge mo- like my mum, but I look like both my grannies. Mm. And that's weird. I don't look like either my parents, but I look like my grandma. This sometimes it happens. Mm. My other sisters look like my eldest looks like spitting image of my mum. Just I like it's quite nice because you can see how they're gonna like grow and it's gonna be really nice. Um, and then my yeah. So so I keep getting distracted by thoughts. Um, yeah, and like it fits really well, and I'm like, well, of course we have the same we have the same body. Yeah, like it's not going to be too far removed, and then yeah, it just makes sense. It would like fit, and like my I really like my my mum. She says like, if she ever wears beige, and she calls them like the beige, <laughs> she's like, shoot me. Is your is your mum into really brightly coloured things? Yeah, my mum wears like a lot of hot pink and. But like turquoise and purples and stuff. Same with my mum. That's yeah. interesting. Um, whenever I have friends meet my mum, that <laughs> they go like, "Oh, I see where you get your style from." <laughs> For years, I was like, "I don't know what you mean." <laughs> and now I'm like, "All oh, right." Yeah. <laughs> I really like because my mum like she's she can be a little bit self conscious because she's like a large lady, and sometimes she's like, "Fuck it," doesn't care, and other times she's like, "No," feels very aware and I it's partly because and it really annoys me with plus size fashion they forget about things like they'll make the chest bigger but they won't make the arms bigger because it's really hard isn't it to make to upsize a pattern in the right proportion yeah it's really hard to do isn't it yeah and why haven't they got it right they've had loads of practice they've had loads of practice but also sizing in general is just a fucking joke yeah but but then I always buy things and I'm like oh maybe I'll maybe I'll alter it and I never do so I've got rid of that now. Like, like need to alter clothes. Like, it either fits or it doesn't, and yeah. it's fine. But also that thing of like when you're secondhand shopping, that the the thing about shopping for the the size that you are is just totally out the window because mm. sizing's different in every era, um, and also country. yeah, mm. and you can wear something that's I don't know 
a size 20 and wear it loose and that looks the fucking best thing ever exactly or you can wear something that's like uber tiny but like kind of really tight and shrunken and all like kids things that you can kind of squeeze your shoulders mm. into and that can be really cute as well so that sizing thing can go out the window I had a blue polo neck I wore a lot at uni that was from when I was a child mm. and I cut the sleeves open so it could go over my arms and that was like the first thing I started to wear that was cropped and then I realised because I'm quite like curvy that having like a crop top with like a high waisted thing was just like, Mwah. yeah. So now, like, regardless of what is happening in that world fashion, like, wise, I know that like, that's like a proportionally for me what I feel comfortable in. I love that silhouette. Yeah, I rely on that one of like, like you say, I've got a really long body, so mm. for me it's good to cut off there. But the other thing that I do, especially, I relied on it a lot more when I was younger when I found it harder to deal with what my body was like mm. was I'd wear like a really loose baggy thing that came to kind of just past the bum because it made my legs look longer yes. as well but um yeah proportion is really interesting mm. if you were an accessory what do you think which accessory would you be big earrings big earrings I'm weird I'm not actually wearing any earrings today but I think that's because I'm like in the house but I don't wear rings I don't wear necklaces um I basically just wear big earrings. And I think that's because, like, when I was younger, like, about, from the age of about 16 onwards, I had hair that never went past my chin. Mm. And for a few years, I had a buzz, buzz cut. So having uh, having big earrings, we've got a long neck as well, was just, like, a way to make an outfit, like, really... Ding, ding. Yeah. And, like, as big style on my hands when I was, like... 18 was Pat Butcher. Ugh, yeah. Oh, because, right, great oh. earrings, fabulous fucking fur coats, really loud, clashy prints and colours. Fucking ace. Great makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, what I liked about her is, like, she had a uniform. She did. Like, that she had, like, Best a... set look. Exactly. And, like... I wonder who the costume designer was. Mmm. Well, actually, I have heard... So, I, I heard about... Not on, East, not on EastEnders, but on Coronation Street... I saw an interview with the woman who plays Deirdre and she said when she was shopping, sometimes she'd buy something and she was like, oh no, why did I buy that? And then she's like, oh, it's not for me, it's for the Deirdre. And then she'd give it to the wardrobe and it would be part of her like rotation. And I thought that was quite interesting that like she'd taken on the character so much that she could shop for her. Yeah. Which I was like, that's really cool. Isn't it that who played Annie Hall? Diane Keaton? Yes, yeah. That she that was her clothes, and she starred that character. Well, Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. when she played, oh my god, when she played Beatrix Lestrange in Harry Potter, entirely her own wardrobe. I love that. I do kind of it, but I also like. I sometimes go in and out of love with Helena Bonham Carter because I think she is very interesting and like has a very cool style mm. but she's also can be like somewhat frustrating in how she dresses because mm. you're just like oh i just want i don't know it's a i don't know but then equally at the same time i don't really like shitting on other people's style or fashion i think like she she seems happy 100% yeah so and that's what it's fucking about isn't it yeah it's not hurting anyone Exactly, yeah. which is also why, like, we were saying, like, like when, um, like, m- the way I dress is not an attack on anyone else's style because, mm. like, 
at the end of the day, if you're comfortable in like jeans or a t-shirt or or in a suit or like um, vintage dresses or whatever, as long as you're happy in it, then like go for it. Yeah, and just be comfortable. Totally. Yeah, whatever works for you. There's not like that's why I want to make really clear that this this project is about style and not fashion because mm. fashion is something that is an industry and that's kind of that's a really interesting industry that's brilliant and glad it exists and obviously it's got loads of ugly sides to it too mm-hmm. but style is whatever you want it to be yeah and whatever makes you happy because we were talking in the break about <laughs> um our ages and like it made me think about um because i get frustrated when i read articles or hear things about like um, what not to wear now you're 30 oh fuck off or like that's what, those articles make me want to wear all the things that they're saying you shouldn't yeah <laughs> you're like right it's a challenge <laughs> or like or, or just or, I hate that I, I it's not I don't think it's a, like an, a, a nice way to talk about people no because now you're whatever age, you can't do these things, wear those things, be that person. Yeah, it's got your, to be more appropriate. Your hemline should be this length. You cannot wear bright colours. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then, but then it's also weird because the same magazine will put, um, like, the, I can't remember their names, but the the women who were, like, in their, like, late 70s and 80s who were incredibly stylish. They'll mm. put them on a pedestal and be like, look at them. Yeah. And you're like... They're, they're wearing things in yeah. this, this other article you're saying they shouldn't be wearing. Like, what's her name? Oh, I- Idris... Not Idris. Ed- Idris El- Alpa? Alf- Iris... I- As- oh, I can't say her second name. Iris Aspel, I think it is. Yes. I think I'm saying second yeah. name wrong, but yeah. Um, With the amazing um, glasses, loads of bangles, looks fucking incredible. And then there's the American lady who lives in London, Sue Kirkman. Kirk, is it Kirkman? Okay. She's... Um, she does like the color walk and stuff like that. Okay. Where like it's very, um, could almost be described as like costume clothes. Mm. Is she wears like these very big jackets which have, um, are like heavily embellished, have got lots of detail them and have lots of stories, and then she wears like big necklaces, mm. big bracelets, these huge chunky glasses, and like. She sounds great. She's brilliant. I really re- recommend looking her up. Um, and she's got she's been she's had a few like documentaries and stuff done about her because her house and her art is very similar. Okay. It's very like kitchen like heavily decorated. It's really she's she's brilliant. Oh, that sounds fun. I really there she, like that's like quite inspiring. Not in the sense that I would like emulate her style, but yeah. I definitely like her ethos. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more actually what I find like an inspiration with clothing in general is just like people's attitude towards it yes. more than anything else. Yeah, me too. Like I'm a friend of mine, she, when she lived in, knew for a bit in, in Brighton, but she's Icelandic and lives in Iceland at the moment. She will shop anywhere. Mm. Like she'll have stuff from like Miss Selfridge or from like charity shops or from, like, those, like, weird stores that are always closing down. Yeah. <laughs> like, she has stuff from them. And because she just has no, like, snobbery yeah. or, like... She, she'd be like, oh, no, I would never shop there. Yeah. Like, that would never cross her lips. Like, she will just wear what she likes, how she likes. But that's how you get the most eclectic stuff. And, yeah. the mo- like, the most fun stuff, like... One of 
one of my biggest clothing regrets is I was travelling back from Edinburgh Festival on the coach and it stopped off in Leeds and there was a big market near the bus station and I only had five minutes to like go for a wee but there was like loads and loads of like just seven that clothes store where it's all piled up and I was like oh my god do I miss the coach <laughs> I know and I yeah like that uh, oh that looked fun have you ever been to Deptford Market? No, people keep telling me I need to go. Oh my god, that is just so. I lived when I uh, I studied in London and I um, lived in South London for a long time and would like it was like a, my mecca. It mm. was fucking great. And it was so. What was great was it was so cheap that you could afford to experiment. Yeah, and that I think is what is sometimes like a bit hard about like if you what if you are interested in style and you're interested in fashion is like to keep up with it and to keep fresh you have to invest mm. and like even if you go to a charity shop you can still end up spending quite a bit of money yeah especially in brighton or yeah. like southern cities yeah. yeah exactly whereas like this you get like a bag of stuff and they'd be like yeah that's 50p that's 50p and then also the the guilt would be gone because you would wear it and then he'd, and if you only wore it a couple of times you wouldn't feel so bad and then also like and that was secondhand stuff already yeah so yeah yeah it was already secondhand and then um, you'd like pass it on to friends or you'd like I'm a big fan of clothes swaps yes I've done loads of wear I've just had um, especially when I lived with two of my female friends Alexia and Arna um, we all had like different kinds of styles and we would have a few moments where we would like get go through our clothes and then invite all of our friends around to like carry it on mm. and then I love seeing like stuff I used to wear worn by someone else mm. in a different way yeah and like they're giving it life it's so, really inspiring as well you yeah. think I never would have worn it like that and it looks great oh yeah I love that because it makes me sad sometimes when I have stuff in my wardrobe where I love it but I just it's just not me anymore yeah and I think I definitely am due a clear out I'm well please let me know (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah absolutely I I feel yeah I think maybe that's like um one thing I am slightly conscious of at the moment is I think I'm having a bit of a style not change but like a little shift like an evolution sort of that is an exciting time to be in (laughs) Talk more about that. Um, so I think what's happening is I I want to I want because I, I think I'm feeling at the like the most comfortable with my body I ever have. Mm. And I think I used to wear clothes that were like good, but I want to wear clothes that make me feel a bit more like sexy. Yeah. So I'm trying to like curate my wardrobe so like it's my only option got you because i used to when i first moved to london that like i essentially my wardrobe was like black blue really dark clothes and i was like i want to change it so i would like get a bright color clothing and like get rid of the black and until basically all my wardrobe is like a rainbow of patterns and whatnot but i think that's also like something to bear in mind is like i've thought about my clothes and i've curated it and I've done it a, like a lot, mm. and I think, like, if you want to dress a certain way, you do have to be proactive about it. It's not just going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about like what would happen. Like, what would I buy if like Touchwood, like my wardrobe went up in flames? Like, like, how would I? Like, what would what would I need? 
what would you need? But also, if you had a clean slate, where would you go with it? Yeah. Is it an opportunity to try stuff that you've never, where you've never gone before, mm. which is an interesting thought. Yeah, that's this horrible thought about you want to go off a bit. But lose all your beautiful... Because there's also things like, I've got um, a really nice um, tail suit, like a men's t- like tail suit. And I maybe wear that once every two years, mm. but it's very important in yeah. my wardrobe because I have it. Yeah. And when I have worn it, I felt like fantastic. Yeah. But it is not a reg- it's not a regular rotation. Yeah. I mean, I've got bits like that, like you say, that you don't wear loads, but they're so special. Mm. Like, you're either never going to find them again. Yes. Or you're never going to find, like, the fit for you again or whatever, or it's really affordable. And... Mm. And I think it is worth hanging on to stuff like that because it's special, you know? Mm. And not everything, like, has to be, you know, obviously we rely lots on, like, comfy things for day-to-day or for work, but sometimes it's okay to have something that's just really special, Mm. you know? That's cool too. Definitely. Do you think, um, like, sustainable and fast fashion is something you consider when thinking about clothes and shopping? Um, Sometimes, I think... It affects more how I handle my clothes once I've finished with them, I'll be honest. I think because I think like 80% of my wardrobe is in some form a hand-me-down, mm. whether it's like from a person or from a charity shop mm. or from um, a market or actually theatre costume departments when they have sales is so good. Yeah. It's, it's really... Because like you're... Yeah, because they'll either have, like, replicas that have been made, like, with contemporary techniques or with a cool fabric but in an old style, mm. or you'll have something which is, like, no one else can have and it's amazing. Yeah. I had this, like, high-waisted red silk skirt that was full-length with a train that was from a theatre wardrobe. Wow. That was great. I felt a little bit guilty when I wore it to my, friend, uh, my cousin's wedding, but... It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite high drama. <laughs> but I think in terms of like like shopping sustainably and ethically, I do shop on the high street and I am conscious of it. But I, I, I try-ish to be mindful, but it's... Um, it's it's hard because it's also like I I like having a vast selection <laughs> which like is really not very ethical yeah it's a tricky one isn't it at the moment I think shopping second hand is, is obviously like way sits way better um, and equally if there wasn't the industry of making new clothes how would that affect other things mm. in terms of wastage it's it, it's a really complicated thing i mean it's not like it's it's not a yes or no answer no <laughs> definitely not i think it's um i think like where i don't I, I think what i like i think what i'd like to like aim more towards is like is knowing that the people who make the clothes like the people in the factories or wherever, like, they source the fabric from or, like, being well-paid and have good working conditions. 100%, yeah. I think that's important. I think that's, like, for me, a higher priority than... Because, like, I think you can get high street places that have 
good ethics mm. but I also think it's like we're like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't because yeah. these, these, these companies like they do need to change and like they dictate what we wear and how we wear it like the royal we the mm. like global mm. we but they also need to stay like current and fresh and it's like um, I don't think it is, I think it's unfair to put the responsibility on the consumer, mm. actually, because um, I think it's, first of all, too easy to just... It's what pisses me off when it's, like, all these big companies behaving like they do, and they're like, oh, did you have a straw? Have you used a plastic bottle only once? Shame on you. Shame, <laughs> shame on you. And you're like, how about you make it you you change the market because you control the market. Mm. You dictate it more, and like you you have the the science and like the the data to be more ethical. Mm. Choose to be more ethical, and then people will follow. Yeah, that's sadly it's about money, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Awful. Is there like a particular subculture or movement which has really inspired your style? Um, I think I've been very impressed by like theatrical and drag perform like performers mm-hmm. and how that kind of dressing because it's also so character based and that's something like I have like an affinity for. Um, I think probably I mean it's so broad, but like queer culture mm. and like gender play mm. with clothes I find really interesting mm. um, and just I like that like like the it's like the and also how flexible it is like you don't you can you can be um, like one day you could be wearing um, a suit and the next day you could be wearing this and you're still like it's still part of the same genre and I find like it's just I also quite like how queer fashion is really politically like pushed like I bought this t-shirt oh no I didn't buy it I got gifted it was really sweet I got gifted this t-shirt by this woman I met at Cambridge Pride this year and she's a activist without borders which I've never met anyone who described themselves that way and she was very interesting um, person to talk to and she gave me this pink t-shirt which has two love hearts where um, like your chest or breast is and on one side it says femme and on one side it says butch in the red love hearts cute and it's like it's really fucking cute mm. it's super political mm. um, and I'm I love when I wear it because like it's it's like a t-shirt but it's pink and it's got love hearts on the boobs but it also says butch and it also says femme mm. and I find like that really excites me and, yeah. like, and I also feel like when I wear it I'm also like signalling out to maybe other queer people mm. like oh, I'm here guys like come and say hi like yeah. we're on the same team yeah um and then also because it is just it has a lot of humour to it yeah. like it's funny having slogans on your boobs mm. like I'm wearing one right now which says party <laughs> on my boobs which I also love more because my mum gave it to me <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so cute 
And she was like, I just thought you'd like it. And it's like this oversized white t-shirt with just like italic writing which says party on it. So cute. Um, I think, are there any other influences or tribes that I like? Um, I've, oh, do you know what? Um, Angela Merkel yeah. and the Queen, they wear the same outfit all the time. <laughs> so they've got the same stylist? No, they can't be. The they can't. But they are both German. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought it back round to German. Hit <laughs> <laughs> the 2.0. No, no, no. But those two women, I really like how um, what they wear is they wear the same thing and just in different colours and it works and it's just it's very like I, I don't like wearing clothes that are broken or damaged so like I used to wear dress, like skirts with like holes in it or like rip tights and stuff and I don't I like things to be like in good condition even if they're really old or um, like really new I've never been on board with ripped jeans I don't mind if people want to wear ripped jeans I like like I've seen videos of how they get made and I think that's really funny but it's just I've never I've never <laughs> liked it and I don't really I've never actually really thought about it until now but I think that's maybe also why I think also maybe like I quite like how Queen Angela Merkel um, are like world leaders and still dress like women mm. not saying that like other women don't but I like how it, it I like the way they do it and it's almost for me, I say it's like, it's a little bit 80s power dress still. Oh, yeah. It's like that feeling of like, w- you know, women in offices. Yeah, You know, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of that, um, which is interesting. And again, they have their own like personal uniform. Exactly. And I do like, I, I am partial to uniforms, I think. I think because also I heard, I heard of the other day that essentially um, humans only have so much like decision making. Like capacity. Yeah, like right. a day, right? Which is why, like, if you're doing something quite stressful where you have to make lots of like, it's, it is mentally exhausting, right? And that apparently is why, like, people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and um, probably also heads of state as well have a quote unquote uniform because it's something they don't have to think about, they can just put on and it works. Yeah, and I've read a lot of um, I was reading a book lately about um artists daily practice and a lot of them were saying that they have their own uniform so it's not something that like you say it's not another creative choice that they have to make yeah it's uh they just put it on and get on with their yeah. real work for them so like since so like about five six years ago i started working in workshops and none of my like nice clothes I would want to wear, wear in a workshop because they would get damaged mm. so my wardrobe is like completely split into like what I would wear when I'm working what I wear when I'm not working and they have become like very much their own thing sectors very different so like I usually wear where I usually wear like I've got about four or five different boiler suits and then I do suit. love a boiler oh, suit and they're so good they're so so good I love them they've got hundreds of pockets um, and they, they they still have a nice fit and I still like personalise them slightly like I've got my summer boiler suit where I've cut cut it off so it's short sleeved and shorts but it was like full length mm. and then I like rolled it up and it's like very comfortable and it's also like 
I think my work un- uniform is very genderless, mm. whereas my like non-work uni- uniform is like very gendered even mm. in either way. But I love that like I love that idea of it doesn't you don't have to be one thing or the fucking other. Mm-mm. Like you can switch and use all this all these different parts of who you are and you know what you're doing as part of your look. You don't have to you know do you ever find though that if you maybe are doing like running with a certain look for a few weeks and then suddenly you wear something that's like drastically different from that because you just yeah, like yeah. something else and people are like, oh you did oh. something tonight? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, no, I'm just fucking about today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I sometimes get a real pleasure when people I know from work see me for the first time outside of work. Mm. Or, like, we'll be discussing what we wear, like, when we're not at work. And I'll be like, I wear colours. And I like putting ornaments in my hair. And I like um, dressing really, like, over the top. And, like, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> not expecting that. And I was like, yes. Ha, <laughs> It's because it's just, I don't know. Surprise! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, aha, just because you see me in, like, dark colours. Yeah. But then I also quite like, sometimes, like, I don't wear a lot of black. And when I do wear black, I get crazy amount of compliments. And people are like, I never see you in black. Because I tried for so long to, like, not wear yeah, it. Yeah, to show your black zone. To yeah. show my black zone. But now, but then today I bought a little, little black dress. Which is very nice. It's like a woolen high neck with a cross back low... Um, well, just below the knee with like dress. two side slits it's really nice oh that sounds like knitted sexy dress oh that's fit but I also love that it's knitted yeah I saw a knitted dress earlier that was a bit fluffy and oh. I love a fluffy texture and it was lilac and I was oh. like oh really impractical it's like strappy <laughs> but, but it was cute but that's what I also kind of like about like these kinds of clothes like they are not sometimes because I think like I think probably how I split my like work and non-work is like work is like fully functional am I warm am I covered Mm. whereas like my non-work is like it doesn't matter (laughs) like it's okay if uh, like the the sometimes what has been useful is if I wear like any fake leather stuff like I've got a couple of fake leather skirts and I spill anything on it I'm like it's fine wipe clean and that's <laughs> I'm very mucky and very I'm not the cleanest of people. So when I get spills on myself, I'm also kind of relieved that like, oh, it's like heavy pattern. You won't be able to see it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've always got. I realised the other day that I went out and I've been out for hours, like had social and work things to do that day, and that both my trousers and top had stains. <laughs> And I was like, okay, let's go home and clean. No, I didn't realise for ages I had this stain on my top, but it was right, it was basically where like my boob shadow was. <laughs> so when I looked down, I was like, great, fantastic, <laughs> clean, clean. <laughs> and then went out and like did my day, had like, you know, pictures were taken, it was all lovely. Got home and like took it off and was like, oh no, I've had like a dribble under my boob all day and <laughs> didn't even know it. But also no one said anything and I don't know if that's polite or just very rude, but it's okay. <laughs> Do you think that clothes can enhance your life? Fuck yeah. How? Um, I think they can like set the tone for your day and for for an event and... They can be an armor. They can be yeah. Like they can definitely be an armor. I very much feel that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they can also like, because I think sometimes the way I dress implies that I'm like 
incredibly confident and quite extroverted, but I do find I can be quite nervous and shy. Mm. But if I'm wearing like a statement article of clothing or something a bit fun, then it, it's like a talking point with yeah. people. Yeah. Um, it might not ever come up, but you've kind of got it there as like a backup. Um, I totally get that, like, as a very nervous for absolutely anything I have to do person mm. and shy that, um, like you say, that if you're, if you're dressed in something that, you know, you just love, you're dressed in it for yourself, but people have that thing of, oh, they're confident, so why are they being quiet? Yeah. <laughs> and it's because you're like, oh. Like, um, I'm overcompensating with my clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's a way that you can be expressive and loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, it definitely helps, because like you say, it might, you know, you have you might open up a discussion about that, mm-hmm. um, and that can help, that can be a way in, which is a nice thing. Yeah. That's a nice place to leave it, I think. Cool. Thank you so much, Harriet. Where can we find, because you... What's, you do makey things, don't you? So where yes. can you find what you do? So I do uh, prop making and art fabrication. And I have an uh, Instagram account, which is just Harriet underscore Lansdown. Um, but I'm being very bad at posting anything on there. <laughs> um, what is there is very nice, so you can check that out. I do put things in my story, which are less formal. Less formal, <laughs> and uh, involve me maybe do like any time I find a pink vase, you'll know about it. Well, <laughs> we all need updates on the pink vase collection. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Harriet. It's Bye. been a pleasure. Bye.